Hello and welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Joe Chung and Mark Osterman is back this week. We have a great show for you. We're going to start by talking about the Brex offer. There's a new up to 110,000 point offer for a card you may not have heard of for business owners, but it's definitely an interesting bonus. Should you get it? We'll let you know. Plus, Mark's going to detail his Sarasota trip where he had a two-story penthouse suite to celebrate his dad's 60th birthday. Pretty cool. And we're going to talk about the one thing in the hobby that we hate and everybody else seems to love. Find out what that is and why we hate it. All that plus rapid fires and more coming up. But first, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for that. Links to subscribe, leave us a review, tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. Guys, how was your week? Mark, good to have you back. You want to laugh just to start the show off, just so everybody who missed your laugh can, uh, can you want, hear it? You want everybody to turn it off right away? <laughs> how was Click uh... that unsubscribe button, everybody? <laughs> can we do mean reviews later? Because I have a couple, but I don't know. Maybe we should save it for next week. We should save it for the New Year's episode. Okay. No, no <laughs> we, we can't, can't, really, we, we can't we wait 11 more month. months. Yeah, we got to do it once a no, month. Okay, but, if uh... there's enough, we can do it like once a quarter. <laughs> Come on. Well, well Mark wants Sean's to go to boss. Sean's the boss. Mark Sean's wants boss. to use YouTube comments, and then you go to YouTube, and I get like ten hate comments a day oh, on no, YouTube. No. So. YouTube yes. comments, no, not that. that. There's I mean, we can do. We could do. Uh, we could do like the best one from YouTube, the best one from the website, and the best one from reviews. There you go. Bam. Once a month. All right. End of the month show. Is that this one? Oh, that's this show. Guess we're gonna have to say beginning of the month show. <laughs> so how was? Uh, you're gonna talk a little later in the show about Florida, but how was? Uh, how was your trip? You have a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. It was the first time I had seen my parents since February of last year. So that was like our last trip was we went down there to see them at the end of February. And then my next trip was supposed to be Vegas, but everything closed down right before March Madness, which Joe also uh, had to miss out on that March Madness trip with the boys. So good to see them, uh, you know, celebrating his 60th, which is a big milestone. Yes, he did have me very young. My parents were very young. So I got a couple of those comments after I posted on Facebook, like, what, they have you when they're teenagers? <laughs> but they got married when they're 18. I uh, had my sister at 20 and me at 22. I don't know how they function, but uh, they made it through. I came out somewhat unscathed, so it was good to see them. I think I'll only be uh, like 56 when my son is your age. So See, Sean yeah. did it even earlier. Even earlier. It can be done. <laughs> Uh, Joe, how are you doing this week? I know uh, big news about the Jungle Cruise getting possibly uh, some, or not possibly, getting some redos. So uh, are you excited about that? Yeah, I, I like the Jungle Cruise. It's a lot of fun, but it will still be a lot of fun with whatever changes they make. They don't need to have references that are more fitting for like the 1960s and 1970s. It'll still be funny. They plan to kind of add like a skipper storyline. That's what I read. Uh, you might know better, Sean. You know, you talked about it on Disney Hacks, but since I have talk. no idea what you guys are talking about, I'm guessing this is a Disney ride. You get <laughs> okay. It's the original. It's one of the original Disney rides that it's, opened it's, with Disney. It's like you know. So you does, is it like, like is it like in black and white when you ride in it? Or what? it feels I, like no. it. It feels. And like you would Mark, absolutely hate this ride. I want to put this out. He would make fun of all the animatronic animals, saying how fake no, they look. Except, and everything else. except the whole like kind of conceit of the ride is that you're on a jungle cruise, and the skipper, the one that is you know sailing you through this thing, they just make corny joke after corny joke after corny joke. I That's think true. Mark might like that part. Mark would be a good like jungle dad, cruise skipper. It's like, <laughs> It's like the the dad joke ride. It's exact. It is one hundred percent the dad joke ride. I, I do actually think that you would enjoy the uh, commentary on the ride. It's not. It's, it's like 
super corny humor. At Can you like, imagine Mark doing that as a skipper? Though he would laugh at every dude, single one of the jokes. <laughs> so he would be, there would be like my skipper laughed. Oh, it's at like every a real. It's like a. It's like a yes, real life yes, dude. Yes. No. It's like a stand-up comedy show. Yeah, you know, it's like a ten-minute stand-up comedy show. Mark, no, I have you would, to go. You would be an amazing skipper. And the funny thing is, like anyone who is like listening right now, who is a Disney fan, who has ridden the Jungle Cruise, and you know has ever listened to you, I, I think they would agree that you'd be a great Jungle Cruise skipper. But anyway, they're updating it. Because Life goals. The uh, a lot of the references are pretty uh, outdated with like uh, natives and stuff like that. So uh, I think it'll be good. And you know, it's a. Uh, even if stuff wasn't outdated, like these rides need to be updated to just be more modern. You know, this this ride was designed in like 1960, 1970. I don't know. Sean could probably tell me the exact date. So, you know. Well, the one in Disneyland, thing. 1955. So. Of course. Yeah. So. <laughs> right on cue. Heard <laughs> well, No, it's, it's cool. It's cool that to one see that chamber. we're moving we're moving forward and I, you know, people are like, oh, this isn't the Disney podcast. So this is just our intro, everybody. We just want to give you a nice, healthy start if you're playing the mtm podcast drinking game and so we we started with a little disney jungle cruise fun but it is i think a lot of people who go to disney like that's the that's the ride so most people who've listened probably been on it and it's historic and it's getting changed i don't even think i've ever like walked by this ride <laughs> it's in Adventureland, and oh, weird al even made a song about it did you ever hear the the skipper dan uh the uh, weird al song that was good but we, 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 we that's if you, if you never watched it and you're listening to this Check out Skipper Dan. It's a Weird Al song. It's really great. It, it makes fun of the Jungle Cruise. That's all I'll say. It's on YouTube. Weird, Check it out. Weird Al is like the Simpsons. He's done everything. He has. I love Weird Al. He's great. I loved him when I was a kid. I still love him today. He keeps himself relevant and He's uh, timeless. Fun. Timeless. Ah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you think you'd get a Weird Al talk on a Miles and Points podcast? That's what we bring you, people. But now we're going to get serious, Mark, and we're going to talk about Brex because... This offer has been all around the community, and I've seen people, you know, kind of complain, I guess, because it's a there's a, this hundred and ten thousand point offer that's available that's worth, you know, about you could get eleven hundred dollars, you know, if you just cash in the points. You could, they have transfer partners, but this offer that's available came only through one mile at a time. So they de- they worked with one mile at a time. They made an offer, an increased offer, and I guess some people had a problem with that. Now to be to be clear, we have a sub affiliate offer with one mile at a time. So if people used our link, they'd get credit, but that's irrelevant. We're not going to talk about that. We have a post on the website. We have a link in the description. Let's talk about the offer. Does it make sense for the average person who likes miles and points, likes big bonuses, likes all this stuff, everything else aside, should they sign up for it? Wait, time out. Before you explain it, Mark, I literally have no idea what the offer is. 110,000. That's the first time I've ever even heard a number. I've just seen a lot of chatter about it and I've been making like SoFi jokes all day, uh, but I actually don't know what the offer is. So tell it to me. This is my first time hearing it. So maybe it's some listeners first time hearing it. So what is this offer? To be upfront, you have to be a small, they want small business. So this is aimed at small business people. So you have to have an LLC, check. an LLP, C Corp, oh, S Corp no type check. of thing. Well, one of the, one of them, just one of them. So you have to have that. So you sign up through the uh, one mile at a time link, you get 80,000 points once you've spent $1,000 on your Brex card. So it's like it's like a bank account, but it's not a bank, but it is a bank. It works just like a bank. You know, it's like one of the online banking new wave type of things. So you can also get another 20,000 points when you link payroll to your Brex cash account. And then an additional 10,000 points after spending $3,000 on your Brex card in the first three months. 
So when you add all those up, Joe, what's it come to? 110,000. I know because Sean said it at the beginning. <laughs> but even if, but even if you don't do the the payroll one, then you're at 90,000 points after 3,000 spent in the first three months, which I assume a lot of people would do. So that would probably be appealing. And uh, you can count, you can cash these points out for one cent each. The one thing that's sort of interesting about this is there's no hard pull, right? As far as we know, there's no hard pull to get this account. No, because it's and, like it's like signing up for a checking account, essentially. And yeah. we had a question in the live chat. Can you be a sole proprietor? No, you cannot. No. So that is not an option, unfortunately. So that's kind of the sticking point for some people. It's kind of interesting, too. You earn on spending a lot of areas, like eight times on rideshare, five times on flights and hotels, book through Brex Travel, which I don't know what kind of prices they'll have, four times on restaurants and dining. So they have all this extra earning possibilities for a debit card, which is pretty unique. I don't know where they're getting the money for this or, <laughs> or what's going on. But you can also, you can cash out the points at one cent a piece, or you can transfer them to air, some airlines too. And so like they have their own currency, they're like Brex points or something. Like it's not any currency that we've heard of before. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So the question is you, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, so break it down. I mean, so yeah, I've seen on Twitter and I see people complain, okay, this is a sponsored post from one mile at a time. And again, we we do have a financial arrangement with them, but it comes down to it. People were complaining about this, you know, it's a sponsored post, but are you gonna get the value? Now I own a business that qualifies for this. So I just wanna say, would I sign up for it? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Because, and I and I will, the way I see it, it's a $900 I like, bonus. I like $1,000 free money. <laughs> yeah. And I have the the business for it, and it's not a hard pull, and there's no annual, there's no fee, so uh, I mean, you know, no like annual fee I have to pay up front or something like that. So that's that's what I do. But we have an article on the site with the full details and the link if you want to support the podcast or the site and apply. But I personally think that this is a good deal. It's something that I'm going to do myself, and I don't think that it's always wise to to be a naysayer just to be a naysayer, which I see sometimes on social media and elsewhere, um, because it's not like there's a better offer somewhere else for this. This is the best offer that they have. So it seems pretty good for me. That's it. I mean, that, that's, that's yeah, my Yeah, I will say um, for the airline transfer partners, there's uh, Air France, Flying Blue, Life Miles, Cathay, Emirates, JetBlue. So there's, you know, Singapore. So there's, there's actually some decent options in there too. So that's another way, you know, this is another way to pad those those frequent flyer accounts so which is surprising i don't know how they work this out yeah i mean the, the economics must be uh, interesting but yeah also 8x points on rideshare so if you do a lot of rideshare that could be a better return than you're going to get uh just about uh everywhere else and yeah so it's just something interesting this offer came along and we thought it was worth sharing and i highly recommend you know checking out the post where you can find more of the details about it but as far as I can tell, as far as, you know, we've looked at it, uh, if you have a business, this is definitely something at least work, at least considering to see if it's something that makes sense for you purely from the sign up bonus. But there could be things down the line for spending and all kinds of other stuff, uh, too. And I'll join. So we'll have a review, hopefully, you know, down the line, see how it is as we use it, because I know that's been another criticism is people are we're sharing this offer, but we're not we don't have the card ourselves. Uh, hopefully we can solve that. I'll get the I'll get the card and and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, I mean I saw uh, Adam from Tra Travel Fanboy. Rightfully, he's very like uncomfortable when people push financial products and don't understand them. Uh, and I, I think that's fair, just because this kind of new wave currency type stuff, or or whether it be like crypto or anything like that. You know, these 
things that the people who really understand it maybe really do understand how it works. But then, you know, if you're just kind of jumping on, uh, you know, like if, say, you were shorting GameStop or something, like if you just kind of jump in, you might not know what's going on. So I do think it's just worth having that caveat that it's a financial product that you really should do your research to understand, especially if you plan to use it for real. If you plan to get in, get the bonus, get out. Uh, as soon as you can, you know, normally it's not a problem, but I think a lot of times when these things come around, like we have plans to get out and then who knows what happens. So, you know, I, I do think it's important to tread cautiously. I don't think that's naysaying. I think that's just kind of being careful. You know, if being careful still nets you 900 bucks, it still nets you 900 bucks. Yeah. And I, I did see his post uh, and I wasn't really talking about him as much as somebody else who is a professional naysayer. And I, and my only point, Joe, you're absolutely right. People need to take financial stuff seriously and they need to look at these offers, what, how it makes sense, how it adds complication to their life, what the opportunity cost of that is. And you know what we're saying here is that this offer looks pretty good. Take a look at it for yourself and see if it makes sense if you are a business owner. And I think it will for a lot of people and certainly <laughs> it won't for others. Quick question asking for a friend, how long does your LLC have to have been in existence? You know, just in case you've been too lazy to actually get an LLC and have been operating as a sole proprietor all this time for a friend asking. I haven't seen where it says that. I, I read the the one mile at a time post and I, I read some stuff. So I'm sure it, maybe it says it somewhere, but I do know that they're using your business history in order to kind of get this all to work. So I don't know if something that's so new uh, would work or not. So I guess I don't have the answer to that, but uh, we'll see if we can get it and, and update the post yeah, on the website. I've, I've been lazy too. And I just do like I have a DBA for business checking accounts. That's all most of them ask for. And I do everything else. So prop. So I don't have an LLC. Hopefully this sticks around for a while in case I get motivated to get one because I really I would sign up for it. I would have signed up for it already if if I had that. So it seems like a no brainer, no fee, basically a welcome offer on a card that has no fee, no hard pull, thousand bucks. If you look at it that way, it's one of the best offers out there. If if it was credit card or not. So it's kind of bizarre. I don't, it almost feels like the CNB crystal infinite visa. It like, it's too good to be true. And they're just going to torpedo the crap out of the whole program in a couple, a year or two. So get in while it's good. Like you could back then, you know, anybody that waited towards the end, you missed out on all the fun. So that's what I would say. Like you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, like us. And again, at the end of the day, uh, we do have a link and if you use it we get paid so even more reason for you to make sure that this works for you and check it out and understand all the details of it because we're just people here on the internet and let's move on to to the next thing and i'm excited about this mark because on social media you posted all kinds of pictures uh, this past weekend you've talked about on the show before that you're going to have this trip you went for your dad's 60th and you stayed at the hyatt regency sarasota and you did a bunch of other stuff but uh what impressed me most was your two-story suite overlooking uh, the beautiful water that was uh, beautiful how did you enjoy the suite well before we uh get into that i'll talk a, a little bit about the you know i flew delta down and i booked and I, I wrote about this i booked it on basic economy my first time booking basic economy and i give all the reasons why that worked out but what i found kind of cool was when you check in at 24 hours they assign you your seat but you can actually change your seat and i don't think a lot of people know that so shortly before departure before boarding I went on the seat map and found a seat, you know, like the middle back part of the plane. There was like five rows with nobody in them. So I picked a seat in the middle of those rows. So I didn't have anybody within two or three rows on me on like all sides, which was pretty crazy. 
So that's something you can do on basic economy. It's not as bad as people think. Now on the flight back, it was full, so I couldn't change. I, I was stuck where I was, but with Delta blocking middle seats right now, I still got a window. So it was like an, a, a win-win situation type of thing. If I can move my seat, great. If I can't, I'm still gonna get an aisle or a window, so whatever. Yeah, the, the hotel, right downtown Sarasota, booked a, the bi-level suite is what it's called for my dad's 60th birthday. So you walk in on the main level and it's got a, a large uh, living room. It's got a little like kitchen sitting area. There's not a kitchen, but there's like an espresso machine and a fridge. You got a nice sitting area. There's a, a half bath downstairs and then there's stairs. You go upstairs, there's the bedroom and uh, the full bath is up there. Now what's cool is the elevator goes to the 10th floor and you get off the 10th floor but the second story of this suite is technically the 11th floor, but there's only four of these suites. So there's like a special staircase that you can go up to to enter at the second level. I don't know that anybody will really use it, but I kind of felt, you know, cool because it was there. So I walked up and of course walked in the top of the suite just because I could. Um, so that's something to check out. But the property was uh, pretty nice. The pool uh, area was really beautiful. Zero entry pool it usually has a waterfall. I think it was off because of COVID. They have a, uh, a bar area with food and everything, and it's right on a marina, so you're you're basically like the pool, and then there's like room for one set of chairs, and then there's railing, and then there's water, yachts, everything. They have uh, paddle boats and uh, kayaks that are included in the price of the room, so that's kind of nice. You can kind of go around the marina and look at the boats in the while you're in the water. And then the room itself, it's a little bit beat up. The property probably needs an upgrade in the rooms. You know, some of the furniture's nicked. There's a little bit of stains and stuff, but the room's really clean. All the employees were amazing. It's a category four, so it's a good place for it to use a cert. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. I definitely will stay back there when uh, we go visit another time. You're within walking distance to everything you want to see in Sarasota. So. Was there a um, resort fee is that what covered like the canoes and stuff like that? Or is it just, yeah, there's normally a resort fee, uh, since it was an award stay that there was no resort fee or if you're globalist, which hopefully uh, I'm sure most of the people listening are shooting for that now. this year, <laughs> yeah, shooting for that. So you avoid that resort fee, but that's a part of the, I think it's normally like $25. That's a part of the fee. So, and I, I will say when you walk in, it kind of reminded me of, uh, the Hyatt Regency Lake Washington, where you walk in and it's like two story windows. And you look out and that's like looking at the marina and the pool area. So you just walk into full windows with a water view. Very similar to, to Sean's review on that. Well, you sold me when you said Hyatt Regency Lake Washington because that's that is such a cool It's not as property. nice, but yeah. But the, I will <laughs> yeah, say like all idea. the public areas were, were very modern, very nice. It's just the rooms look like they could use uh, some updating. I think this is valuable to talk about because I know there's a lot of people that are listening that haven't traveled as much and maybe talk a little bit about how Florida is different than uh, Michigan as far as, you know, procedures and what you're going through down there. Obviously, we're not making any political statements with this. Just kind of tell you were in Vegas, too. So maybe talk about how it's different from Vegas and home and and what maybe surprised you what people should know if they go travel to Florida right now. Yeah, I, I told some friends, you know, as we're texting, Florida is like another world. <laughs> I was going to say, are there but... procedures? <laughs> That's what it feels like. Like it, it feels, it, it's they've been open for a long time, fully open, no real restrictions. So you know that's kind of coming from somewhere with a lot of restrictions. It's a little bit uneasy, but there's also most of the time, most of the time we spent outdoor dining. So I'm not really worried about it. You know, you're sitting, all the tables were pretty spaced. 
and you're outside. So there's less risk there. A couple of the places, like we went to O'Leary's uh, Tiki Bar. We went there two nights in a row. Right downtown Sarasota. It's on a peninsula that has like a park that you can walk through. And it's in the front part. It's got like a beachy area that you sit on and overlooking the water and the sails, sailboats. Awesome place. Definitely check it out. That you wear a mask when you're, you know, going up to order drinks or food. And then when you sit down, you take it off and everybody is sitting in their areas or whatever. So it was fine. You know, a lot of it depends on the place, like each restaurant you go to, and it's the same in Michigan. Some are more strict, others aren't. There was one that the bar area was, it was like 2019. Everybody was standing on top of each other, drinking, you know, no spacing at all, like 50 people packed in a bar area. So that's something some people will be like, cool, this is awesome. This is what I was looking for. And other people will be like, oh, get me out of here right away. So there's all those options going into Publix. Everybody was fully masked. So it's kind of what you're looking for. Vegas, I will say, felt more strict than Florida. There was less people in restaurants and stuff because they had a, a lower admittance or, you know, we're at 50% capacity. I think they're 25% now. We're there. It's kind of up to the restaurant what they want to do, how how bad they want to space it out or where they want to space. So it, it kind of is what it is. I mean, that's something to know before you go on the trip. If you don't think you'd feel comfortable with that, it's something to consider as well as maybe research the place you're going to uh, to see what kind of procedures they have in place, depending on your level of what you feel is com you're comfortable with, is what I would say. And as you said, more most importantly, you had a good time. Got to enjoy your family and celebrate your dad's birthday. And yes, that's what it's all good. about. Yeah, it was good to see everybody. You know, it was nice to have warm weather. My mom's cousin was down there too, and I hadn't seen her in a while, so that was kind of nice. So it was cool. I mean, Sarasota is definitely an area I had never been there before. It's the downtown area with all the restaurants and stuff. Very neat. Um, one of the cooler cities I've been to in Florida, and I've been to quite a few. So I really enjoyed it. You know, you have Tampa's just north of you, Fort Myers just south of you. So you have three airports you can fly into in that area, which is kind of nice. And then there's a lot of, there's keys all around the Sarasota area. The The key that's kind of like attached to Sarasota actually has a, a whole bustling downtown shopping district that looks really cool. So there's a lot to do in that area. You know, if you rent a car or whatever, there's a lot of places to go. The one of the popular hotels, the Hyatt Regency Coconut Point, is only like an hour south of there. So you could kind of, I know a lot of people have done the the Hyatt hop where they've gone there and then they've gone to Sarasota and then they'll go up to Tampa. So that's always an option or whatever brand you're with. There's a Ritz in Sarasota. There's a Westin that we went to that has a an amazing rooftop bar that overlooks the water and it's really cool and the pool's up there. So if you're Marriott, I would stay there for sure. So the key takeaway is Florida is still fun. Yeah, Florida is still fun. Florida going to do Florida. <laughs> That's the takeaway. All right. How about all right, let's move on to the next thing. You had an article this week, the one thing I hate in this hobby that others seem to love. And a lot of people commented. It got a lot of attention. And I don't know, uh, Mark, Joe, Joe called this uh, clickbait. And uh, he he was he was insulting you a little Joe bit calls, earlier. Joe calls his... all my articles clickbait. <laughs> Not your articles. Your article titles. <laughs> okay. Same thing. Well, anyway, this uh, this delivers though. He says the one thing uh, he hates in the hobby, uh, the hobby that others love, and that is what is it, Mark? Searching uh, award flights. I uh, can't stand it, man. I really can't. Like, if it's just me, it's usually pretty easy. It's not a big deal. But when you're dealing with family, it gets a little bit more difficult. If you're doing with extended family, where you're trying to work out. You know, hey, I got to call them after I find this award space. I searched like 14 different airlines. I found award space. Does this work for you? 
They don't get back to you till the next day. It's already gone. Friends is even worse because you don't have that type of relationship where you can just book for them. Like if it's my parents, I'll just book it and be like, hey, this is what I did. So, you know, you just run into all these issues. And I find that I I end up banging my head against the desk more often than not. And it drives me crazy how much time you spend looking for these flights. And I know a lot of people love that. They love the chase of it. They love the payoff when they find it. But for me, it's like, I don't have time for this. Like, I just want to find my flight. Hotels are so much easier. Like you research the hotel, you find the one that you think looks cool. There's pretty much always space. So you're going to be okay. But flights, um, just fighting with it. And then looking at all the partnerships when you do find it, and then you have to go, Oh, I got to go see life miles might be cheaper than booking with United. So I'm going to go there and see if they show the space. Oh, it's a mixed, uh, ticket, mixed cabin. So it doesn't show up there. So I got to go back to United. You know, it's just drives me nuts. What do you guys think about it? I used to really love searching for award flights, but now that number one, I have to search for five people. Number two, I have no time to like search and like be up on. I mean, even before kind of my travel stopped, you know, I was getting really rusty in terms of understanding, like, like you said, like the partners and this or that, or what miles are the best. I wouldn't say I hate searching for award space, but it's definitely like not as fun as it used to be. One quick aside on Mark's clickbait, I will give you credit that, you know, normally, like, let's say you are trying to make a chicken parm recipe or something, you know, there's a lot of garbage at the top before you get to the chicken parm recipe at the bottom. When you said one thing I hate in this hobby that others loved, I actually scrolled down because I just assumed like my brain has been trained by websites that like the, the good stuff is until the bottom. I scrolled down and I was like, wait, why is he talking about this? And I was like, oh, I missed it. It was like right at the top. So got to give you props for that mark for putting it up there. well i appreciate you walking that back appreciate it <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh just some uh, seo nerd humor there but anyway um i was thinking about what i don't like in the hobby and i i feel like one thing that drives me nuts in the hobby which is really a more of a me problem but it's like kind of the desire to like it's not even that like i hoard points but it's just like however many points i have it never feels like it's enough and so you know i'm always in this like rat race and uh, the addiction yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yes, it provides me with great travel experiences, but sometimes I wish I wasn't like so obsessed with uh, getting all that stuff. And, you know, the other day we talked about taking a break and resting a little bit. And, you know, I think that is, you know, a good thing to do. I don't know. What about you, Sean? We should have had this on when Spencer was here because he's the, the person who could sit here and smile and say how much he loves digging into a computer for eight hours and getting on the phone, being on hold for six hours with the Etihad or something like that. Yeah, I don't like it at all either. It's not my favorite thing. It's why I've always focused more on earning than on getting every last cent of value out of my redemptions. Even though I do know how to navigate pretty much all the programs now and to book for myself, I would not want to do that for other people. I will say I haven't ever hired an award booking service. So that tells you that, I mean, I do end up booking all my own stuff, but there's definitely been times where I've said, well, maybe I should hire an award booking service or maybe... To your point, Joe, like, where's my time best spent to get the result that I want? So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you there, Mark. I don't think that a lot of people take that into account. And I think as you get more into this hobby and the more complicated it gets, the more tedious it gets. And then, you know, you have to, you have to make a decision. Yeah, like, like you're saying, does it make sense to spend an extra couple hours to save, you know, 15,000 miles? Is that worth it to you? Is two hours worth 15,000 miles? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe you don't mind it. And I did make a point in the article that because of that, I try to stick to like a few different currencies. And I just kind of, I kind of go with those, even if they're not the best deal, because 
It's just quickest, easiest. It's the one that I've the ones I've worked with in the past. Another thing is if you're transferring to a, a random frequent flyer program just to get this one booking that you know is fifteen thousand miles cheaper, and then if something happens like a pandemic, and you cancel it, then you're stuck with those miles in this random account that you don't ever use again or rarely ever use. And then you have to find a reason to 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 use those in the future. That's something else you have to you know think about. Or if something comes up and you have to cancel the flight. You're stuck with something that you have to <laughs> focus on to use again. So maybe it's not such a bad thing to stick with your true and tested uh, accounts. And then, you know, if you cancel it, you can use it somewhere else. You never know. So that's hey, where I'm at with it. It's not cough. If you endure Virgin Atlantic it, cough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you enjoy it, like people enjoy Turkish and getting on the phone with them to save all those miles, like going to Hawaii and stuff. So, I mean, it, it is for people. It's like. It's like talking about the Brex offer, you know, look at what's for you and then determine where you're getting the most value in this hobby because you can't do everything all the time and you have to pick and choose your battles. And some people thrive earning, some people thrive redeeming, some people are prodigies yeah. and can do both. Whatever whatever floats your boat, man. I mean, if it makes you happy, go for it. Some people hate going to Walmart and doing that stuff and they're like, it's not worth it. You know, I'll focus on redeeming less miles than earning more miles. That, that works too. Whatever, whatever works best for you. But this is just the one thing I always see people say, like, "Oh yeah, victory! I, I love searching and planning trips." And I just find it funny because I do love planning trips and most of the aspects of trips. But award searching's like the bottom of the barrel. I just want to echo. I, I do think, especially you know, if you're listening to this and you're more of a beginner, I really think Mark's advice to just focus on a couple of programs is the way to go. You know, you really don't want to, because you will see people like, I think Turkish is a great example. Like people will rightfully cough Ian cough, say that Turkish is like amazing for like a lot of amazing redemptions. And that's true. But if you're just beginning and just starting out, like you want to stick with the kind of big boys, the ones that are easier to redeem, maybe a little more expensive, but then that's how you get your feet wet. That's how you learn. And then you can like dip into those more complicated things. So the three of us, we're pretty experienced, but I think all of us still kind of stick to the programs that we're most comfortable with just because we don't have the time to like kind of dig in and go crazy. But if you're a beginner, definitely, you know, just stick with the, I mean, there's a reason why like the popular airlines are the popular airlines. It's because they're easier to use. And that's, where you start and then you can branch out from there southwest for life <laughs> all right let's move on to rapid fire and mark you want to start us off ryan wrote an article today actually about hawaii quarantine exemption how to uh, visit Hawaii without quarantine because they have different rules they kind of opted out from the other hawaiian islands you know they have their own set of rules so there was a neat, and it actually came from a reader had commented and he lives on the island and owns a business and he's like Hey, look into this. This is what you can do to avoid the full brunt of uh, the quarantine. So if you fly to another uh, island and then you stay there for 72 hours and then get a test, you can fly to Kauai, then hang out there in a resort bubble for three days, and then you're good to go. So it kind of cuts the time down. So if you were going to island hop anyway, this is a good way to do it. Me personally, I'd probably just go to one of the other islands and not mess with it. But Sean's favorite Hyatt is there. So it's I know not, he would be one hopping around. It's not open yet. It's not open yet. March 1st. Yeah, they, Mar somebody told March me March 1st. 1st, they say. So uh, yes, Rena in the live chat said March 1st. So something cool, uh, unique that uh, we haven't really seen anywhere. A big thank you to uh, Charles for pointing that out to us. Uh, check it out. It'll be in the show notes for more info. How about you, Joe? 
So my rapid fire is that Hyatt Resorts in Latin America just announced recently that they will be including free COVID testing as part of, uh, I guess, your room rate or resort fee or whatever. Like we talked about last week a little bit, you are going to be required to have a negative COVID test before you return to the United States from overseas. So I think Hyatt doesn't want to lose their business. So they're kind of going to set it up so that you can get that COVID testing done. Genius. The hotel. What about you, Sean? Well, we have some good news. I'm finally glad we were able to share it because Founders Card has extended Caesar's status, Caesar's diamond status, uh, through the next year, through January 2022. We always have to wait till like the last minute in January of the year for them to extend it. And they had been working on this, and unofficially, they had told me that good news might be coming, and it finally has. So if you have Founders Card, your diamond status should be extended anytime soon. Mine still hasn't been as of this recording on the 26th of January, but hopefully soon. If you don't have Founders Card, we still have the $295 a year offer. That's uh, exclusive to us. And we have our full guide on our website with all of the details about all the discounts they offer. And if you go to Vegas, I think most people probably come out ahead by waived resort fees, the $100 free dinner. So check out the article about that and enjoy diamond status. Live like a diamond member. I will say, uh, you know, Total Rewards came out and said that they're going to extend everybody till next year. There are some rumblings that people that got it from a status match or from Founders Card are not going to be automatically extended. So if you already they weren't. have the stat, yeah, they, were- they weren't. Yeah. So so if you already have the status, be sure to do the match to uh, Wyndham back and forth. I, I know Wyndham extended their status as well. I did the match just to make sure in case something happens with that as well. So do that before February so you can match it back. If you don't have anything, any status right now, then Founders Card is one of the two ways you can get it. The other way is the Wyndham Business Card, I believe, gives you diamond, and then you can match it back and forth. But So those are your options right now. Yeah, that's a good point on the match status because they made it clear that the Founders Card status was not going to be extended purely based on their, their other extension. But now Founders Card made a deal with them so that they get it extended. But... Yeah, it's good. I've been a member for five years. Mark's been a member for a, a year. And you can check out our MTM Vegas this week if you want more details about it as well on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. And that's going to do it for us this week. Joe, when they're not listening to the podcast, where can people find you? You can find me at As Joe Flies on all social media. You can find links to all of my stuff from there. And uh, yeah, follow me there. What about you, Mark? You can follow me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Join one of my like 27 followers. That'd be awesome. You can email me, Mark, at Miles to Memories. Comment on any of the articles on the website. I'll get back to you there. Join our Facebook groups, our Patreon. In there all the time. Lots of ways. My profile is public, so you can message me, even if we're not friends. So... All over the place. How about you, Sean? Milestomemories.com for about 50 articles a week. Miles, points, travel, reviews, I think Disney. that's the most accurate so far. A little Las Vegas, too. And our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash memories. And, uh, yeah, hope to see you in one of our communities, our groups. Subscribe to the podcast at mtmpodcast.com. You can find links for all of that. Leave us a review. Tell others about the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Leave negative reviews about Joe's laugh because it's hideous. <laughs> Bye. <I'm> sorry. sorry. <laughs> Bye. See you guys next week. I just know personally. Link the link. It's Inception.
Sorry. But uh, I, I, my a mind link is within a there. link within a link. Nobody's done that before. Well, yeah. I'll when it comes wake to this, up after you use this link. You need kicks to use this link. I'm just going to wait for you guys to be done. I forgot everything I was going to say, so thank you so much. Come on. You haven't seen Inception? Oh, I have. I've only, I haven't seen it since it came out. I don't remember. If you think what? Inception's trippy, watch Tenet and then try to, ex- <laughs> try to understand what just happened because it is like... My, who, is this guy going in reverse forward? What what the heck well, is going down right here? I had to well, watch that, like four YouTube videos to explain it to me with diagrams. The <laughs> actors in Tenet. Do you see those articles that like the actors in Tenet were like, we had no idea what was going on. We didn't understand. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Oh, it was a good movie, but it, you really legit have to watch like explanation videos afterwards. That's what YouTube is for, baby. Explain everything to us. All right. 